You're listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast, where we bring in local celebrities and discuss hot topics in the Lake Norman area and get to know a little bit more about these people that we've come to love. Today we have Vicki Sawyer, and I would run down the list of all the things that she's done, but there are too many things, so I will let her explain the 60 seconds about Vicki Sawyer of who you are. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me here, uh, Ben. It's, it's a great pleasure. Who am I in 60 seconds? Ooh, um, that's impossible, right? That's interesting, right? Plainly, I'm just an Iredell County girl. Um, my husband was born and raised in Mooresville. I um, have a small business for insurance, Sawyer Insurance Financial Services. We have two locations here in Mooresville. And I was a lady who kept asking why. Why are things the way they are? Uh, why are the roads so bad? Why are the schools so great and what can we do to make them better? And just with local government. So as a business owner and a mother, I decided to continue that question of why a little bit further. And um, that's how I became a senator. Awesome. Next thing you know, you're traveling up to Raleigh for us. And by the way, I hear you're doing a great job. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's the word on the street. So you're behaving yourself up there and doing well. And, and the word is that you're really standing up for our area. And so we really appreciate that. And of course, we're not going to get you into politics on this. We're okay. going to, we want to know. Ben's already been in trouble with that, so yeah, he yeah, stays away. I don't talk about politics. That's one thing I learned. Never talk about politics in a real estate closing. Oh, not. No, it's not good. It is not good. So we stay away from that. But we do want to talk to you a little bit about the area, and especially since you your roots are so deep in this area, and, and you've made a lot of good decisions. But that one about Mary and Brett Sawyer, what what the hell happened there, Vicky? Was it a weak moment for you? It was. It was a, <laughs> it was a weak, weak moment. No, I actually, uh, right out of college, and I had three jobs at the time, and I was one of them was a bartender at a little place called Sports uh, Car Cafe. And he came in, and he was one of my patrons, and he said, um, if that girl drives a truck, I want to marry her. And I had a little Chevy S10 that I drove at the time, and then the rest was history. That was it, huh? That was it, yeah. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, his family's been here a long time. Yes, his dad, uh, his mother's parents moved here back in the, I think, 60s and opened a bakery and uh, really uh, did a lot of service in grocery stores for the local Burlington Mills. And they've been here ever since. His father started out as an insurance agent uh, driving a bike down downtown Mooresville. And he would go and knock on doors and collect life insurance premium every week after the folks in the mill got their paycheck. So we have had a long history of insurance and, and serving our community um, since well, well, I since see you've got local coffee, so you're you're supporting the local I community. Do. So <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. In fact, um, that's a theme that's really ran through uh, my campaign and my service is Iredell County. Um, in my office, I don't have uh, artwork that I went out and bought at TJ Maxx. Uh, every three months, I have local artists present me with their artwork and then I um, have it and, and present it and show it. And we actually do exactly the same thing. So up on our third floor where the real estate is, we have the Mooresville Arts Gallery. They submit paintings to put up and they actually decorate our entire third floor and they're for sale. So when people come and do closings, they can check it out and if they want to buy anything, they can take it right off our wall and Head on out the door. The last time they were here, changing out the art. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned that to us that you were also doing that yeah. in Raleigh. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I wish we had more people that would do that. Um, 
hope if there's people out there listening that may be interested in showcasing local art in their offices that they reach out to us or the Morsel uh, Art Depot. And because uh, I mean, we got some great talent here. We do. We you know, really people do. come in and they go, "My God, look at this art!" And of course, we thought we were going to be selling a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I think what we found out is that people are moving and they already got all this art packed up. They go, well, no, not now. Yeah. So We're trying to come up with a way to help them sell more. So like when they're getting ready to change out, we're actually going to have almost like an art walk so people can come through before they change it out, check it out. And if there is a piece that they liked, hey, grab it on your way out because you saw it when you closed three months ago and now now you're actually moved in. Yeah, so. we're going to try to do different things to help with that. But it's, I tell you, we get to enjoy it, though. Isn't it fantastic? It is. It changes out every three months. I mean, what they're doing is fantastic. It That's is. great. It is. So I'm glad you're doing that. What What's it like, that life? Uh, I guess you're on the road a little bit back and forth between yeah. What's that life like? Um, busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, good busy. And um, so I'll say today um, I'm grateful to spend some time with you, and then I head to Raleigh. Uh, we will. I'll have meeting after meeting until session, and usually then a, a dinner. Uh, I have kind of coordinated myself as being the freshman whip um, up there, so I'm the only girl of, of freshman guys. So I'm kind of like mama bear them a little bit, but we always make sure we get to dinner on Monday nights, and we see what's going to be the week ahead uh, as the freshman class. And then that will last until about 10. I get up in the morning, and uh, I'm at the office by 7. And then the whole day goes until about 10:30 the night that the next wow. night. So, it's uh, it's very busy. Um, it is mentally challenging, and is the best job I've ever had. Wow, that's great to hear. And I'm sure that experience that you had in the businesses that you ran is, is helpful. It is in, in what you're doing there. It is. I try to, um, when Brett and I started our insurance agency, although his dad was an insurance agent, we had to start out on our own because he was a state farm agent and, and those are, uh, those books of business are owned by the company and not by the individual. So when we started out, Brett and I started out on our own. And so, you know, from starting your own business, Ben, you are everything from the head janitor to the, to the accountant, to the quasi lawyer. And, right. you know, and you I get still it all done. never got out of the janitor role. Oh, you have? I'm still the janitor here. You are. Most of the time, yeah. One of my uh, first weeks here, Ben commended me because I, I used to own a business too. And he's like, you're the first person that's walked by and picked up a piece of trash off the ground because I'm, I'm only the one doing it. I'm like, it's a, you own a business, you got to do everything. He's like, man, I haven't had any of that around here. It's nice. <laughs> but that is, so I think that's too, we all those shared experiences. It's the same way when you're sitting in that desk. You never know who's going to walk in that office or mm-hmm. what is going to um, come in front of you. I tell Brett, my husband, I said, it's like opening a new book every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you only get to read the foreword and maybe the first couple it pages of the truth. chapter. Yeah. And then you have to, you know, hopefully you get to go pick that book up one day. But, I mean, and it's weighty issues. You know, you're talking about foster care. You're talking about um, a lot with juveniles and, and the race to age. And there's a lot of weighty things coming up uh, as far as judicial and, um, and even real estate and real estate closings and how they're handled. I mean, and the problem is, is that there's not a problem. The gift is, is there's 50 senators and 120 House members, and they all have great ideas, and they all file all these bills, and you have to weigh through which one's got credit and which one doesn't, and right. uh, try to get through that way. So mm-hmm. it is... I'm glad you're doing that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that man. That is tough, man. That's got to be tough. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, when we first met, it was years ago, and and um, you were actually doing some investing in 
uh, rental properties yeah. or what? So when Brett and us, going back to uh, starting our agency, when Brett and I started our agency, we were broke. We were so broke. And it was also at that 2002 through 2006 time where buying and selling property was really good. Right. And so uh, I started my own agency, uh, our company, got my general contractor's license, and I bought and sold 13 foreclosures. Right. And that's how we supplemented our income as we started out our agency. So you'd buy them, fix them up, flip them? Right? Yeah, not not to, I just made sure that the titles were clear, the <laughs> are clear and that the toilets flushed and uh, I left enough meat on the table for everybody and luckily I never was held with one um, at all and I was right. grateful and Brett of course having his real estate license really helped out um, right. with that. And I guess I can pretty much figure where you got your insurance from. Yeah part. a little bit yeah. <laughs> Which a lot of people do by the way in this yeah. community. Yeah right, so I'm very successful at that. Grateful. What um, so we, we have a lot of listeners that are into real estate yes. and you know what's going on in this area. Uh, if somebody was wanting to get into that business, what's your advice from your past experience? So as far as the buying and selling or mm -hmm. as far as being yes. a realtor? Um, well, first and foremost, you need to have an excellent attorney like Ben Thomas to do your closings. <laughs> Plug. Bing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the politician part of me coming out, There's right? There's a lot of good real estate lawyers here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but truthfully, yeah, because um, when you're buying and selling uh, property, there's only so much money you can make, but there's an unlimited amount of money you can lose. Mm -hmm. And when you lose that money is when you don't do your homework and don't have a good attorney uh, to guide you through that process. So you can really get into, and you know, you can get into mm -hmm. tons of trouble with that. Um, second piece of advice is, you know, um, leave meat on the table for your buyer because I was, again, I never got caught with one. I made sure everything was nice and clean and freshly painted, but I wasn't spending that extra you know, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars to make the house look like I wanted to make it. I would uh, leave that money on the table. For smart. Like the it, it, yes. You're not getting greedy either. Right. You know, it's like, hey, I, I made my little bit. Now here, I've left it for you to make whatever you want to make. Right. Exactly. That's, that's great. Yeah, and you know, it also just makes it. You, a lot of times, I had to pull a mortgage on those things, or I had an open note, so mm -hmm. I had to make sure I didn't want to carry that note for 30, 40, 65 more days, right? So if I could just make sure everything was clean, nice, looks good, mm -hmm. and then I uh, left enough. And where people get hurt sometimes is not doing their due diligence as to what needs to be repaired in the house. Yeah. So it's good to have an eye or somebody who does mm -hmm. to come in and help you to look at that stuff. And you had the contractors license. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I um, well, because we're insurance and we we were business folks and local, I really was. Um, not that I didn't appreciate the, con not that I didn't appreciate the contractors and what they could do, but I also knew all of the good local guys to work with. So I wanted to be able to pull my own permits, and I just sat down and and, and got my That's contractor's really, license and, and got it done. Girl, you got so, a lot of experience under your belt for a young girl that is uh, coming up there. Isn't that amazing? Of course, when you get my age, everybody's young. Oh, today. come on now. You are. You are. Uh, it's amazing what you become. Well, in the General Assembly, definitely, you know, definitely yeah. younger. They right. are. Um, the nice part about this income and freshman class, Republican and Democrat, is there's a lot of us that have children that are school-aged children. That was not historically the um, the way the General Assembly was made up until this past mm -hmm. 2018 election, and, and actually I'm glad of it. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to have people who have children in the system who are making decisions about the system. If you hear any noise in the background, our elevator is being worked on because someone got stuck in it this weekend, so uh, no more getting stuck. We apologize, and uh, we'll continue on. <laughs> At least they're working on it. A note from our sponsor, whoever the elevator fixer guy is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, 
So, um, you know, this this whole area has changed so much, and y'all have seen a lot of that change. Um, and you mentioned great schools. We're very fortunate, and, and I think a lot of us would agree that it, we need to keep it that way because that brings a lot of industry in. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had other guests on here that have talked about the different industries coming in, and, and we're getting some really incredible jobs uh, coming in that would be available to folks. And schools are a big deal. You know, they want to have good public uh, school choices. So I know you're a champion of that, and that's great. And But what do you see, not just in schools, but the whole area, where do you see this Mooresville, Lake Norman area going in the next five to ten years? Well, um, thank you for mentioning the schools, because that is a source of pride. As I look over North Carolina, not everybody can fly that banner. And we are in Mooresville very, very lucky. Um, not only because it's just the right thing to do to educate your children in the best possible way you can, but it is good for industry and, and, and bringing in new people. Um, there is, Mooresville is just a crown jewel of North Carolina. It's about how to reinvest into your public works in order to bring more folks in and do it the right way. I know everyone complains about traffic, but we really are blessed to be able to complain about traffic. Go to Pittsburgh, North Carolina. They would beg to have another stoplight because they had enough use in there. I mean, mm-hmm. go to Goldsboro, uh, look at Roxboro. I mean, you look out in eastern part of the state, they are closing schools because they can't afford to keep them open. Hmm. So, yes, we do. I guess what I'm trying to tell my, my mortal brethren is take a deep breath. These are growing pains, and I'm excited that we're having these pains. There are other communities that did not reinvest in themselves when the when the Burlington Mills and all of those closed down. I'm very grateful for our forefathers in the Mooresville area um, who actually had a vision of rebranding Estuary City USA and actively um, recruiting and going out and, and accepting and welcoming people that weren't from North Carolina into our area. And I think it shows. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are just... Um, this is just, the, you know, not the beginning, but um, we are in a great spot, and I'm glad to be here. And what do I see? I just see more of the same because I see great leadership locally from our business community. Um, and we have, I think, how many, Ben, how many people do we have that are uh, permits under contract for single-family homes? I don't know, but it's, it's getting better, and, you know. Um, the availability is the issue. Yeah. You know, no one got, wants to move out. Of, There's no houses for sale. Yeah, we've got a lot of buyers, but not many sellers in certain price ranges. So that's interesting as we go through about this, too, that you keep hearing in Raleigh about affordable housing. And I know that's an initiative that our local mayor is looking at, too. And that's something that I kind of had to change my mind about because, I first of all, thought, well, affordable housing, just move out of the city. You know, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's affordable housing in, in other areas and stuff. But then you start realizing how it's not for people who don't have a job. It's for those people who have a job and service mm-hmm. our community, which are our teachers and our firemen and our public servants right. and services. So it's not when so when you keep hearing this in the news about affordable housing, please don't think it's, you yeah. know, uh, for people who just don't work. It's for those people who keep our community thriving. Right, that's right. Um, and, no, I mean, we last yeah. summer we sponsored and built a Habitat House for affordable housing, and it was a big initiative for us to try and give back to community. I mean, this was a, a family of five. They both worked and worked hard. They they just could not physically afford to pay for housing, and so you know they still have to pay for the house and everything. But we got to build that house over 13 weeks, and you know when we get done, it was just like man, that was a good feeling and. Imagine if you could do that good feeling times a thousand. 
you know. But you know, it's interesting that habitat uh, fits a certain segment of the housing need, but there is another segment just uh, with people who make a little more income that can't qualify for a habitat house, but like you mentioned, right. have trouble qualifying for some of these other homes that have gotten so expensive. And uh, I know that Habitat, there's a lot of initiatives out there. Like you said, the mayor in Morris was looking at that. I think I think we're going to see some of that coming down the pike, I hope, that kind of mid-level housing. There's some other projects around the state, and hopefully we'll have something. We'll maybe do a podcast out on, yeah. on that in the future. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll bring somebody out here. I'm just saying there's some stuff that works. I can't really talk about it. But, you know, yeah. and there's a need for that. It is. Absolutely. It is. Um, but, you know, I think the forefathers you mentioned, you know, um, the the great vision they had for this area. And we've had Chris on here. We've talked about the late Mayor Knox and the influence that he had. And, and they, they really did not want to become a bedroom community of Charlotte like a lot of areas are. They wanted We wanted to be able to stand on our own. And I think, you know, it's happening. Yeah. Especially with this Corvette coming in, Lowe's was just fantastic. Because right. we watched those mills, you mm-hmm. know, like your yeah. your your father in law yeah, was driving riding yeah. a bike down there at the mill. You know. Yeah. So those towns have changed and we were very lucky to be able to yeah. you know get and the it, industry. And it's it proves in the pudding. I mean everyone that it seems like so many people are moving down here, and they have choices to move all around the Charlotte suburb area, suburban area, and they're choosing Morrisville, mm-hmm. and you know they're not choosing these other areas. They're coming here because our quality of life, our quality of schools, mm-hmm. um, and you know just it's just because we have reinvested and made things so good. And that lake is so much fun. It is so much Beautiful, fun. Isn't it? it is. It is so much fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. We went to dinner last night on. I'm the old beat-up mm-hmm. pontoon boat my wife wanted <laughs> with the dogs on it. <laughs> I, had the, it was fun. I had the Ben Thomas tour of Lake Norman. He's like, oh, you know, we got some youngsters over there. They're 79. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. It is so, Vicki, yes. we've talked a lot of business. What are you doing for fun around here? What do you do on the weekends? I know you get young kids. What are? Yeah. I, there might not be much fun because you work a lot, but yeah. what, are, what are some things you take your mind off work? Well, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just at that point in my life where um, the fun is about being around family mm-hmm. um, because you, I am so far away from them. So both of my daughters um, are active in sports, and I think my fun is sitting on a softball field on Saturday yeah. watching them play um, and trying to get out every night uh, when I can at home with friends and you know, mm-hmm. nice dinners, which we have some of the most fabulous restaurants mm-hmm. locally. Once again, so, episode once again, four. Four, we're talking about food. We've Please. got four yeah. restaurant conversations. I think they walk in and they just look at me and Ben, they're like, all right, these guys are going to like to talk about food. They like to eat. They like to eat. <laughs> Them boys eat. We need, to, we need to mention restaurants. But they are. They're getting some better. Oh, yeah. And I, and I hope we see that trend continuing. I agree. You'll see, when I moved here in 97, I think we had a barbecue restaurant, two burger joints, three burger joints. Mm-hmm. And that might have been it. Maybe Trackside. Well, you can't ever forget about Lotus. Okay, oh, okay. I was, I was waiting Lotus. for the message. Steve would be upset with us if we didn't talk about Lotus. We he did got have Lotus. addicted to Scallion chicken. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's still going strong. It is, Steve, actually. Steve is still doing well there. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we didn't have a lot of selection. We would have to go out of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you got restaurants where people are actually coming up from Charlotte to go to, so mm-hmm. that's fantastic. And I hope that trend continues. So else? we like to go out to eat. We like to. Hang out with family. And, and out get out of the You know, softball, that's a great sport. Female sports are the best. My daughter was an athlete. Yeah. 
And gosh, that's fun to go to those things. They got yeah. spirit. They're excited, man. They really are. I was watching women's softball this weekend. Tiff came down the stairs and she's like, "What are you doing? Are you bored?" I'm like, "No, it's sports on the TV. It's women's softball. It's actually good." And by the way, good. my alma mater, LSU, actually has some very good softball. Yes, they do. My husband said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, he was watching. We could, Alabama and yeah. South Carolina. And I was like, "Oh, it just made my heart swell with pride because I was like, oh, yes, women's sports." Yeah. You know, Usually it's just tennis, right, or golf that right. was watching. I don't have any football, and so, I mean, it was spring game. I didn't care about watching that. I mean, LSU played, so there wasn't much good football yeah, out there. Either. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Vicki, we really appreciate you, you coming on. And if anybody needs to reach you, is there some place that we should direct sure. them? There's a couple different places. Um, for insurance, of course, Sawyer Insurance and Financial.com, mm-hmm. um, or visit our locations on Perth Road in Mooresville or uh, downtown Mooresville Cross. Citizen Center. Um, for my um, campaign um, information, more about me personally, uh, it's senatorsawyer.com. Just you know, have my contact information there. Um, for all uh, wonderful uh, accolades that you're going to send my way for the job of doing a <laughs> senator, you can go to um, ncleg.net, and that has all the General Assembly information. It has my office contact number, uh, email, and phone number to reach my legislative liaison. So there's three different ways you can. Get a hold and of you've me. been very accessible to people too, and they, they love that. I try to be. Yeah. What's, what is what is in store for the future? I know we'll end up with this. Where do you see yourself in this? You see yourself continuing on in this? Uh, I'm going to try to do the best job I can as <laughs> The, the political we'll answer. Isn't that the typical the political answer? answer? Uh-huh. Um, no, so I'll tell you the joke. The running joke has always been when I was running for politics. I said, oh, this is a stepping stone. I'm going to take out Sherry Berry. <laughs> and she's gone I wanted now. my picture in the you elevator. You are going to be my hero. One from when I was like 35, not 43 as I am now, right? And um, and then sure, yep, she announces she's that she's and gone. And they're working and, on our elevator. With and they're It's because Sherry's going. Yeah. yeah. And they, and she's just uh, christening all of the elevators. She's just going to turn them all down. And no elevator in North Carolina is going to work ever again. Yeah, exactly. Put your picture in there and say, I, can, I rode with Vicki Sawyer. <laughs> but no, I need to get it. I want to get really good at the job I'm doing before I try to get another one. Okay. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for spending the time. We know you're busy. So. Thank you, Ben. It's all right. Thank we you. appreciate it. Next time, we'll see you guys on the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Welcome Home Lake Norman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review and comment below and let us know what you thought of it. Also, make sure to share this with your friends, family, or anyone else that you think could benefit from listening to our podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time.